Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. In the end zone, it is caught for the win! With a walk-off touchdown! Pro Football All right, some blues music brings us in and welcomes us into the studio. This is the Pro Football Rewind, where we go forward in reverse as it pertains to all of your fantasy needs, season-long DFS, and of course, we help handicap your sports investments. My name is Matt Stryker. Joining me from the Mile High State, I can smell him from here. Let's slide into some DMs. Davis Maddock. Davis, what's up, man? You know, not much. A, a beautiful, a beautiful first day of football, Matt. Really, really could for personally for me, really could not have gone any better. How to, how did your first Sunday go? Uh, it was it went well. I did miss out on some of the four o'clock games. Kind of didn't see some things coming, but the one o'clock games really treated me well. Yourself? Yeah, same. Uh, so all the player props that I bet today hit. Uh, really good day in DFS using the Daily Roto projections and optimizer. Uh, and I believe that Drew Dinkmeyer just won a hundred thousand dollars as we are as we are talking uh, at the very end of this Detroit Arizona game using the Daily Roto projections. So all very good throughout there. Look at that breaking money news right away, right here on the Pro Football Rewind. Now I got to ask you if. Three days ago, I said to you that Lamar Jackson would outscore Patrick Mahomes in fantasy points, albeit by six. You tell me that I was um, hanging out in Denver a little bit too much. What happened here today? Quickly. So the Miami Dolphins are just horrible. Their, their, their cornerbacks are horrible. Their safeties are horrible. Their linebackers had no ability to do anything with Mark Andrews. And even Hayden Hurst, you know, didn't have a horrible game either. So... I, you know, I think Lamar is great, and I think that he's going to be one of the better fantasy quarterbacks this year, but he hardly even ran today. He did it all with his arms, which I think is uh, I, I think it's a great and positive sign for all of us who, who you know, have him in fantasy this year. Yeah, Jackson with five touchdowns. The aforementioned Patrick Mahomes with three touchdowns, but some concern about a high ankle sprain. We're going to discuss all of this and more when the Pro Football Rewind comes on back. Davis, what are you looking forward to the most quickly? Uh, you know, I think the thing I'm looking forward to the most just throughout all of this is, uh, you know, Kyler Murray and how he continues to evolve and build off of all of these performances. And I, and I want to talk about what happens specifically with that Arizona game. All right. We're going to talk about all that and more when the Pro Football Rewind Wiki Wiki Wick comes right on back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. But they need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 All right, a little rush bringing us back in. This, of course, is the Pro Football Rewind. Thanks to the good folks at Sports Grid and Zumo TV. I'm Matt Stryker along with Davis Maddock. Now, Davis, let's break down the 1 o'clock games. Minnesota, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City, the Rams, and Tennessee all victorious. I'd like to start with this KC and Jacksonville game, and I'd like to start with the injuries in this game and how they affect fantasy players moving forward. So obviously the big injury from this game is going to be Tyreek Hill. He left the game with some sort of sternum injury and actually had to be transported to the hospital. So, you know, a a not good situation there. We don't think Tyreek will be back for at least a month. I think right away, Sammy Watkins is probably one of the best 10 wide receivers in fantasy football now. I think that uh, Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman are their guys you should add on your waiver wire this week right away. I think obviously it's a really positive situation for Travis Kelsey. And where people may not think of this being positive is actually for Damian Williams and Darwin Thompson. So LaShawn McCoy actually led the team in rushing today, but uh, it was Damian Williams who led the backfield in targets. And my suspicion is that without Tyreek Hill, they'll probably do a little bit more short passing and kind of focus on that intermediate area. And that's going to be where Damian Williams really thrives. 
All right, the aforementioned Sammy Watkins, uh, the number one fantasy wide receiver on the day with 37.80 points. Let's turn it around now and know that Nick Foles uh, broke in clavicle, correct? And now are you rushing out to the waiver wire on Gardner Minishu? So I'm not rushing out to the waiver wire, but if you are in like any sort of deep dynasty league, uh, a super flex dynasty league, anything like that, Gardner Minshew is actually the exact type of guy that I, I kind of hope you would already have on your roster. But, you know, he played at an air raid offense in college under Mike Leach. And I think uh, we saw with how accurate he was today. I believe he went 25 for 27 on passing attempts. He's going to be someone who can keep that offense on schedule. And, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to ruin the fantasy value for D.D. Westbrook or D.J. Shark at all. In fact, I think this might even be actually a net positive because it might convince the team to even throw a little bit more. There you go. Some dynamite insight there. All right, let's switch gears now and go to Baltimore and Miami. Of course, everyone talking about what Lamar Jackson did. He didn't do it with his feet. He did it with his arm. But uh, I think people are missing out on on the day that Andrews had from the tight end position. Uh, What are some of your observations from that Baltimore-Miami game? Yeah, Andrews was huge. And, uh, you know, there really was sort of a question with Mark Andrews because he was someone that all of the beat writers were talking about at training camp. And then they came out in the preseason and Hayden Hurst and Nick Boyle were playing more first team snaps than Mark Andrews was. And uh, I think we are we got our answer to this question. You know, uh, Marquise Brown and Miles Boykin, who actually both scored touchdowns in this game. Marquise Brown had five targets. Uh, You'd probably expect that he started this whole game, but he actually only played 18 total snaps snaps in this game against Miami and uh, you know it was Mark Andrews Willie Sneed Hayden Hurst Nick Boyle and Seth Roberts who all played more snaps so uh, my, my basic indication is I think all of these guys when Baltimore has good passing matchups they're going to be in play but when Baltimore is you know maybe an underdog they're playing some of those divisional games against the Steelers or the Browns um, you know I, I actually think uh it's going to be more. It, I think they're going to be able to stick more to their ground and pound game plan in those tougher matchups. Uh, keeping with that thought, uh, looking forward to next week, Arizona will pay Baltimore a visit. Do you see Jackson being able to do the same things that he did today against a subpar Dolphin secondary? I mean, obviously, it's going to be. You know, we're, we're going to say it's unreasonable for him to go seventeen for twenty and throw five touchdowns. You think? But I Come do, on, I think he does yeah, it again. Right. So so I think the the more appropriate thing to say is, well, now we need to raise our baseline of what we think Lamar Jackson is. You know, we all kind of thought that he was a subpar passer, but a really good rusher. Now I, I feel much more comfortable saying, you know, I, I think he's probably getting there as a passer. He averaged 7.1 yards per passing attempt as a rookie. I, I would maybe move his baseline up to kind of 7.3 now. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, the, everyone in that offense, Mark Ingram, Justice Hill, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, all of those guys are going to be like weak start options in good matchups in fantasy and guys we look to in DFS. So now let's look at a game that a lot of eyes were on, a lot of casual viewers, and that's the beauty of this game. I mean, look, my mother is in a fantasy football league. My girlfriend's secretary is in a fantasy football league. A lot of people were watching the Cleveland Browns today, and it did not go the way many people thought it would. Uh, Your takeaways from this game, for me, I was uh, pleasantly uh, impressed and surprised with Delani Walker. Your thoughts? Uh, well, yeah, definitely, definitely surprised and impressed by Delaney Walker. Actually, kind of, kind of semi-famously, myself and Drew Dinkmeyer from Daily Roto, we we did a high stakes fantasy football league a couple weeks ago, and we we panicked in a in a tight end premium league and drafted Delaney Walker a little <laughs> bit too early. So I was I was very uh, I was very happy to see his uh, double touchdown game today. I would say my biggest takeaway is there are still some things that the Browns are going to have to work on. Uh, I liked how aggressive the Todd Monk and Freddie Kitchens offense 
offense was. Mm-hmm. What I was not impressed with was where I, I thought they pushed things a little bit too far. They did things like they they caught a couple deep passes on third and short, second and short without running play action. And I, I think there are just a couple things that they really need to clean up as a team. And obviously losing 43 to 13 to the Browns is going to be evidence of that. Yeah, absolutely. And the Browns didn't help themselves either, just getting flagged over and over. Uh, switch gears now. This this Philadelphia-Washington game seemed to be a tale of, of two quarterbacks. I mean, Case Keenum had himself a day today, and then later on we saw uh, Deshaun just come back and give us visions of what we've known that he can do, and just seeing the way Wentz let that ball go. Uh, your observations from that Philly-Washington game. So, I mean, obviously, we we didn't we can't expect this every week from Deshaun Jackson, but I do think this is always in his range of outcomes. And he he I actually think right now, while we know for a fact that Deshaun Jackson is healthy, I might rather have him in fantasy than Alshon Jeffrey, which is not how uh, you know, that's obviously not how they were drafted. The issue you're going to have with Deshaun Jackson, you know, he's now in his mid 30s. Alshon Jeffrey is younger, healthier. And, uh, you know, at some point, Deshaun Jackson's going to get a sore hamstring or, or his foot's going to hurt. We know that's going to happen. But, you know, Jackson, would be someone I would be willing to start, you know, like for the rest of the season until he starts to show up on the injury report. Yeah, no, that's a great thing. He was the number three fantasy receiver today, and you make a great point. Start him, you know, ride him to the wheels fall off. Start him until he's not viable to start any longer. Uh, speaking of not being viable to start any longer, how about this Bills and Jets game? I mean, it was, at first, I really wondered what kind of Josh Allen I was seeing, and then the game just became a, a typical Jet game, and I'm a native New Yorker, but your takeaways from that game, Buffalo and the Jets. I mean, if you if you're gonna kill Josh Allen, you better make sure he's dead. That would be that would be my takeaway. You better make sure that there's no time left on that clock because this is the exact reason why he went so high in the draft. Despite you know he's not very accurate, uh, he he makes crazy mistakes. You know he makes some of the the wildest mistakes you'll ever see from a professional quarterback. But he also you know he he was there with the game on the line and he no fear. Right. Like, okay, I'm going to throw to John Brown inside of this cornerback with the safety rushing at the play. And I'm going to trust my guy to make the play. And he did. And so that that that's my main takeaway is that, you know, Josh Allen can also like he can be someone you start a defense against in fantasy and at the same time be someone that you're starting in your other fantasy lineups. Okay, And what about thoughts on Cole Beasley from what you saw today? Uh, so Beasley is just sort of the classic low ceiling, uh, or, or low ceiling high floor guy. So we had nine targets, uh, that was second most on the team behind John Brown. And, uh, you know, Devin Singletary kind of surprisingly had six targets, which I, I was not personally expecting. I was thinking that TJ Yeldon was going to be the passing down back. Uh, but I, I mean, I would be encouraged if I owned Beasley in like a 14 or 16 team league <laughs> and he was someone I was going to have to ponder starting. I, I actually would be encouraged by this result today. All right. And the final one o'clock game was the Rams and the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey ends up being the number two fantasy running back today, but uh, it looked like Gurley had some TDs vultured from him. Your thoughts? Well, I don't know. I don't know if that was vulture so much as something that was by design. You know, th- this team really likes Malcolm Brown, and everyone kind of forgets that they like Malcolm Brown because C.J. Anderson came in last year. But the reason that Anderson came in and was signed to the team was because Malcolm Brown was on the IR and. Malcolm Brown is back and healthy now. Daryl Henderson was on the field for one snap, got one single carry. What Malcolm Brown had 11 carries, uh, 53 rushing yards, and Todd Gurley. Where we we're, we've become we've become accustomed to Todd Gurley being used in the passing game. He had only one target, which was less than Tyler Higby, uh, and was the same as Gerald Everett. Like he 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 was a non-factor in the passing game. 
Listen, there's a reason that you are one of the best at what you do. Just just listening to you right there in, in that segment, you gave us so much information. When we come on back on the other side of the break, we're going to break down the lines and we're going to help and handicap your sports investments. Wink, wink. I'm Matt Stryker. He's Davis Maddock. This is the Pro Football Rewind. We're coming right back. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. It provides protection from the sun's harmful rays and can keep your patio about 20 degrees cooler. Call 800-869-4993 now and you can get your Sunsetter for as little as $599 with your special $200 discount certificate. Call 800-869-4993 now for your discount certificate and you'll also get a free awning idea kit. Call 800-869-4993. That's 800-869-4993. Call Calling all drivers. Want a career that will take you places? Then Coach USA and Megabus is the place for you. Coach USA and Megabus, leaders in the local and inner city bus transportation industry, are looking for career minded, conscientious drivers with a valid CDL Class A or B license with passenger endorsement. They offer paid training, competitive salary, and many benefits. Apply now and start driving to a better future. Visit CoachUSA.jobs. That's CoachUSA.jobs. Are you, or someone you love, one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? There is no known cure, but you have the power to help change that by participating in a clinical trial. The Michael J. Fox Foundation will help get you started. Visit michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack to download the new Parkinson's trial participant pack. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack. Visit today. Lumber Liquidators is celebrating the opening of our 400th store. So we're putting over 400 floors on sale. That means huge savings for you. Get pre-finished hardwood and bamboo up to 36% off, including new styles like Mediterranean maple and bestsellers like silver stone bamboo. Take 25% off all dream home laminate and 10 to 15% off our best waterproof floors. More from just 49 cents plus special financing and professional installation. Hurry, get to your local Lumber Liquidators today. All right, here we go. I'm just going to play a nice little drum solo here. Shout out to my boys from up north, Rush. All right, this is Matt Stryker. This is the Pro Football Rewind. He is Davis Maddock. And right now, let's jump into the... um, the wagering, if we will. Let's go down the 1 o'clock games and see who did what. Did anyone do what they were supposed to do? The first game I want to talk to you about, DM, is Atlanta at Minnesota. Minnesota was laying 3.5 and, and over under of 47. The game went under. Your thoughts? I mean, that would have been that would have been the side I would have taken, right? Uh, Atlanta on the road and a game with Mike Zimmer and Kevin Stefanski. Kind of an interesting thing. Kevin Stefanski is like really not even an offensive coordinator. They have promoted him within. He's been an employee of the Vikings for like 20 years. So basically, he he just does what Mike Zimmer tells him to do. And the fact that, uh, you know, there were only 10 passing attempts on the Vikings side of the ball should really not be all that surprising because Minnesota spent all offseason telling us they wanted to establish the run. So in general, uh, if you are a Vikings backer, you're going to be looking towards the under quite a bit over the time. Yep. And then from there, uh, a game that I know personally a lot of my friends picked on and then and regretted doing it was Washington at Philadelphia, minus 10, 44 and a half. Uh, the game went over, but uh, it did not go the way that most bettors thought it would. Your thoughts? 
Oh, just just an absolutely brutal own at the end there because so they start out Case Keenum hits Terry McLaurin for the 72 yard touchdown and everyone starts sweating. Carson Wentz looks horrible. The Philadelphia offense looks horrible. And then they come out in the second half and you're like, okay, you're right. They they have the lead. Uh, Carson Wentz is is you know going crazy. Deshaun Jackson has the deep touchdowns. Alshon Jeffrey scores the touchdown on the lateral play and you're like, okay, we're good. And then in the very last play <laughs> of the game, Case Keenum to Trey Quinn with one of really one of the uh you know the most gutless backdoor covers we're gonna see for the entire NFL season. <laughs> All right. This next game I personally did well on song coming a mile away. It was the Bills coming in to meet the Jets at minus two and a half, but it was the over under of forty and a half that screamed to me. I took the under and I did well. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you look at the uh, the AFC East games and the Patriots are not involved, I think you I think you have to like the under. You know, you just look at these quarterbacks and you look at how all of those teams are built. You know, uh, the Jets and the Bills are both built on the strength of their defense. Miami is just built to lose as many games as possible and score as few points as possible. So I think I think in in that division and really when those teams play in general, I think the Bills have the ability to cause other teams, even that are good offenses, to kind of stoop to their level. So this next game had me scratching my head, and I ended up staying away, and I guess I am glad that I did. It was the Rams in Carolina, plus one and a half, with the over-under of 50, um, and they, they made it just by a touchdown, but uh, what were you thinking during this game? So I, I did not stay away from this game. Uh, Carolina plus two was the number that I took on okay. the FanDuel Sportsbook when I got it, and uh, I felt pretty good about it for most of the game. You know, Jared Goff looked pretty bad. Of course, what I ended up sealing it, and it feels like it always does, is you know when you don't get the All Star Cam Newton performance mm. and you get the horrible turnover. That's uh, you know pretty much always going to put the other team in a good spot. But I I really liked Carolina as a home dog here, and in general, I just like to bet home dogs anyways. And and you know for ninety percent of this game i felt like my money was in the right position yeah i'm a home dog guy too as well all right tennessee and cleveland now and i mean man oh man were their wagers going eight different directions on this game it was cleveland minus five and a half i had with a 45 and a half over under they did go over but i just i don't know how many people made money on this game today what do you think I kind of think not that many people made money on this game. I the the Browns are one of the most public teams. Their over under was nine wins, and that opened out. Uh, that opened up as plus money. And by the time uh, you know <laughs> we looked at these lines last week, the over on nine wins for the Browns was at like minus one eighty five on uh, on some of the sports books. So I I think a lot of people probably lost money on this game and actually took the Browns and the points. And uh, you know they felt miserable the entire time. So, uh, speaking of feeling miserable the entire time, I had a friend of mine who was adamant all night long last night telling me that the Ravens in Miami game is going to be low scoring and both these teams stink and don't bother. I didn't listen, and it just, my gosh, that over-under of 39.5 got eclipsed. I can only imagine what next week's over-under with Baltimore and Arizona is going to be, but what were you thinking? Did you have any plays in this game, Baltimore and Miami? Uh, so I like the over on this game, yep. and uh, I like the Baltimore side, but my, you know, and I guess this is kind of a you know an elementary way of thinking, but I was like, I just want to see Miami play a game before I bet against them on the spread either way. But uh, you know, I, 
sports books are going to have to make the spreads against Miami pretty crazy. Like, uh, and there'll probably be an overreaction where, you know, at some point they're going to be like an 18 point underdog or something. And that might be next week actually against New England. It might be. Yeah. They play, they play New England. So maybe it would be, but, and then, then you go into, okay, well now we got to figure out, you know, what's the, what's the, the uh, opposing coach's history of turning the screws in. So, so, you know, those who are intimately familiar with the, the Ravens know Harbaugh actually loves to run it up. Harbaugh's one of the few coaches that'll leave his starters in there. They were calling passing plays in the fourth quarter. They went for it on fourth down, actually, in the fourth quarter while they were up like 40 points, I think because they wanted to score 60. So, you know, that was a that definitely played into this score. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're not going to find me wagering on Miami for a while, I think. Ah, uh, come on, man! I'll give you some points, and and I'll let you take Miami next week. All right, in the final game that racked up sixty plus points were these Chiefs against Jacksonville, uh, plus three and a half, fifty and a half was your over under. They cleared that. Uh, were you, did you have Kansas City the whole time? Did you have the over in this game? Uh, I so I did not have the over in this game, but I did have Kansas City minus three and a half, and it actually, I believe, on the FanDuel Sportsbook got to minus. Five, which is crazy uh, for a road favorite. But basically, uh, you know, I just think a, a good offense beats a good defense in today's NFL. You know, it's just so easy for offenses to get good penalty calls that, that things just kind of break their way most of the time. So I, I had the, chief, the Chiefs were uh, the Chiefs and the, the Cardinals were my two biggest picks of the week. So both of those worked out. Yeah, and that's in the uh, the four o'clock hour, which we will get to in our second hour. This is the Pro Football Rewind. He is Davis Automatic. I'm sure I'm not the first person to make that nickname for you. My name is Matt Stryker, and my nicknames cannot be said here. Uh, moving on, uh, next week, three games jump out at me uh, based off of what we've seen today. That's Baltimore, Arizona, New England, Miami, and Kansas City and Oakland. Uh, your thoughts on these three games, and is there anything else that might jump out at you for next week? Oh man, I mean we should see we should see double digit favorites in all of those games, right? I I, I think so. I mean I is, is is the Kansas City game is that in Oakland or is that in Kansas City? I'd have to check. It's in one of those so two I, places I, though, I can tell you that. It's it's definitely in one of those two places. I would say I would say at home Kansas City should be favored by at least 10 points against this Oakland team. And of course, if they, you know, if they beat Denver on Monday night at home, right. which I actually think is possible because Denver is not a very good team, that line is probably going to be closer to 7 or 8. Okay, and as I pull up the Kansas City Oakland, is there anything else that maybe jumps out at you for for next week? No, I mean, I, I, I would be extremely interested to see how much the I, I bet Dallas is going to be favored by like five against Washington because of just how dominant that performance they just put out was, even though they're going to be on the road at Washington. Yeah, so that game looks like it is at at the Raiders. So that that'll definitely uh, make a difference. So, but yeah, that'll, it'll be similar to this week. I, they'll be favored by like six or so probably. Okay, so uh, how about some of these other games? The Cardinals and the Ravens, the Cowboys and the Skins, the Colts and the Titans. Anything there jump out at you? Well, you know, I would, I would hope that, I would hope that the Ravens are going to be big favorites, and I'm, I'm really interested to see the total for that game, though, kind of because, you know, the Ravens run a lot of plays, Arizona runs a lot of plays, but Baltimore's defense is really good, and, uh, you know, Arizona just looked horrible on offense for three quarters against a not very good Detroit defense. So that over under is just going to be really interesting to me from like a theory perspective. Just how much is Vegas weighting the strength of Baltimore's defense versus the amount of plays we project to be ran in that game yeah and uh how about seahawks at steelers bills at giants 
Ew, Niners at Bengals. I say ew, but this will probably end up being the game where most people are going to make money next week, no? Yeah, uh, Bills, Bills, Giants. That's an interesting one. It's just like which quarterback, which quarterback doesn't throw a pick six? That team, whichever, that's your prop whichever, right there. <laughs> right, yeah. So, so whichever quarterback doesn't throw a pick six, their team's probably more likely to win. I, I'd probably take the Bills there. I actually think the Bills defense is probably even better than that than the Cowboys defense that uh, Eli just played. All right, the Chargers visit the Lions, the Vikes visit the Packers, and the Jags, probably behind Minishaw, visit Houston. Any of these things jump out at you? Yeah, that Jaguars-Houston game could be interesting because I, I don't think Jacksonville was horrible today. I think they got beat okay. by a clearly I think they got beat by a clearly better football team, but I don't think Houston is in that same tier of football team as as the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think Gardner is pretty good. You know, I, I think with a full week to prepare, I actually think that the Jacksonville Jaguars could do some really interesting things on offense. Uh, you know, DJ Shark, DD Westbrook, Marquise Lee, Chris Conley, like they, they have good offensive players. And I think that could be a really interesting game against Houston. So what do you say to the player out there who today, right now, the end of the day coming up, they're down and you know, they're, they're looking to the, to the later night games and they're looking to the Monday night games and stuff. Uh, how much do you put into like little prop bets on the side to kind of, I don't know, balance out your, your wagers. Are you that kind of guy? Or do you stick straight up with, with, uh, with this fantasy in the DFS? No, I love player props. Player props are they're they're the best because it goes right into playing with DFS. And you know most sports books, uh, FanDuel Sportsbook, draft like you know they 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 don't take huge bets on player props. They they take their biggest bets on you know spreads, money lines, and uh, and you know bi- like big contests like that. But if you're good at player props, which I think you should be, I use the tools on Daily Roto. We actually have a tool built in to uh, work with the DFS projections that just analyzes them next to uh, the player prop from various sports books like that that's one of my favorite things to do in terms of like uh, the the whole business of speculation yeah uh so for me uh, the first thing i did it was it was early games thursday it was uh, alan robinson it was i think plus four and a half catches and i was all over it and, and my oh my did he not only do that he shattered it as well as as picked up yards for me so i came into today being up and uh the one o'clock games which we're breaking down for you right here on the pro football rewind they've been very very kind to me but it's the four o'clock games that we're going to get into coming up that really have some people scratching their heads can you give us a little preview of what we're going to see coming up for the four o'clock games davis uh, there, there definitely are some games worth scratching your heads. You know, the, we had the Jameis Winston performance. We had the Kyler Murray performance. We had uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, not looking great despite playing in a win. Uh, just, just I, I couldn't agree more. Some very head-scratching performances in the 4 p.m. games. Yeah, we scratch our head, and sometimes things fall out on the table. Sometimes it's quarters. Other times it's probably just lice. But... Everybody knows that you have to stay clean in order to be profitable, and that's what we're trying to do for you right here on the Pro Football Rewind. We are breaking down everything that's happened in the NFL as it applies to your fantasy sports game, your season-long and your DFS, as well as helping you handicap your sports investments and looking at the trends from this week and trying to predict what's going to happen next week. And we're going to do some of that. When we come back, we're going to get Davis's takes. We're also going to talk about three players that Davis feels coming out of this week are going to be valuable for you moving forward. It'll be all this and more coming right back. I'm Matt Stryker. He's Davis Maddock. This is a Pro Football Rewind.
You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. <sighs> I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. Different too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players We don't just give you advice We play every day All major sports, all year round We never stop Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion. 2017, world number one. Me personally... I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. All right, welcome back into the studio. I'm Matt Schreiger. This is the Pro Football Rewind, where we go forward in reverse and analyze the day's actions in the NFL as it pertains to your fantasy football needs as well as your sports investments. And we couldn't do any of this without the absolute expert, the professor, the wizard, Mr. Davis Maddock. Davis, you having a good time? 
Having a great time, man. This is uh, this is awesome. I love I love being able to gather all my thoughts at the end of the day. It feels like uh, I'm just sitting down to kind of process it all right now. And there is quite a bit to process. Let's just rehash quickly the 1 o'clock games. We talked about the performance of the Baltimore Ravens, in particular their quarterback, Lamar Jackson. We talked about Patrick Mahomes. We talked about injuries to Nick Foles as well as Tyreek Hill. From these conversations, now Davis has suggested, and I do firmly agree, that players like uh, Nicole Hardman are now in play. Uh, Gardner Minishu, you said should be in play in play and, and Malcolm Brown as well is while it may be a new name to people that may not pay attention you're saying that these three players or these two in Minishu and Brown are people that you should have already been on top of no yeah I mean Min- Minshew obviously you know you'd have to be in a pretty deep format for him to be on your roster I I, I play in a couple um, uh, best ball dynasty leagues so right. you don't get to make any roster moves during the year but so you have to have these huge rosters right you have to have like 35 man rosters just to make sure you have enough to get through the year and hold on and he's like a guy that I would have in that format I think for fantasy football owners who just you know they play in their 10 12 team leagues with their buddies and their family I think McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson for the Kansas City Chiefs though those are going to be two guys who they're really going to want to add uh this next week in fantasy because if Tyreek is out for any sort of given time you know one of those two guys could be the second wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs and you know as we saw today with Sammy Watkins the second wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs (laughs) that can be 50 fantasy points (laughs) Absolutely. So now what do you say? So I once read that a hot tempered person stirs up conflict, but one who is patient calms a quarrel. What do you say to the fantasy owner sitting at home right now that's, for lack of a better term, just bugging right now, looking to drop people and pick people up? What are your thoughts after week one? Are you panicking? Are you making any roster moves or, or are you sitting tight? No, I'm definitely, I'm definitely making roster moves, but it depends on the kind. So someone like Todd Gurley, you know, if you, if you ended up with the misfortune of having Gurley on your roster, of course you don't want to drop him, but I, I mean, I, he would be someone I would sell low on because I think his value is only going to get worse. His team scored 30 points in this game. You know, they're not going to score 30 points every game. Now, of course he's going to score more touchdowns going forward. He's not going to have every touchdown vultured by Malcolm Brown, but he's going to have a significant portion of them vultured by Malcolm Brown. And that, you you know, that's just a really unideal situation. So like if you could trade Todd Gurley for, you know, a wide receiver that you like, uh, you know, if you could trade Todd Gurley for DJ Moore, there's a there's a perfect example of a trade I would do right now, right away. Wow, there's some good stuff here. So can you give me, uh, and we'll go back and forth here, we'll do three of them, uh, biggest takeaways from the 1 p.m. games. Uh, what's your your third biggest takeaway from the 1 p.m. games? Third biggest takeaway from the 1 p.m. games would be that uh, I think I think D.D. Westbrook is going to be pretty close to being like the 15th best wide receiver in fantasy this year. I think he looked great. I think he was on the field all the time and he was running those really high value fantasy routes where he was running down the field some where he was playing opposite D.J. Shark on the boundary. But he was also getting those really nice and comfortable crossing routes, which we also love as fantasy owners. Okay, and what would be your second biggest takeaway from the 1 p.m. games? 
so Lamar Jackson was someone that I thought was going to have a chance to win people their fantasy football leagues. I didn't think he was going to do it with his arm, though. I thought he was going <laughs> to mostly do it as a rusher. So now that I've, I've seen Lamar Jackson in an NFL game just absolutely demolish another another NFL team with his arm. Now, granted, it's the worst NFL team, but you know they they all count. You know, the fantasy points are going to stack up the same. I think I, I feel even more confident that Lamar should really be valued as one of the three or four best quarterbacks in all fantasy football. Wow, that's a bold statement. You want you going to repeat that one for people that may be kind of going to put a finger in their ear? You you think that really? Yeah. So okay. So he's definitely not as good as Mahomes. I think, however. If we're going to assume that he runs at the level he did last year, which was right about 18 rushing attempts per game, and then you assume that he passes about half as well as he did today, which would make him, you know, let's let's just call him a Nick Foles with with his arm. That's going to be a guy. That's going to be a guy who scores over 20 fantasy points a game, like kind of easily, and that that's a lot of fantasy points from the quarterback position. Oh, that's a good point. See, I like it. I challenged you, and you pushed right back. You said, hey, look, you mouthy New Yorker, I got an answer for you. All right, your biggest takeaway from the 1 p.m. game, the thing that you think is the most important thing to take away from these 1 p.m. games. So I, I really I really do think this. Malcolm Brown, I think, is the running back you want to own in the Los Angeles Rams backfield. I, I, and I felt that way before the season, and I, I feel that way now. I think if, if Malcolm Brown is on your waiver wire, he should be getting a ton of your fab. And uh, I, I just think he is so valuable, especially because this was game one. Gurley's knees haven't even got a chance to you know get hurt yet. They haven't got a chance to feel arthritic yet, and, and he was still losing this work this early in the season. You mentioned, now this is good, how much fab would you be comfortable spending on Malcolm Brown should he be someone that was available in a league for you? So let's say, you know, pr- probably most of the people watching this, listening to this, they're probably in like 10, 12 team leagues, you know, not, not nothing crazy, probably 16 roster spots. I would go up to 40% of my free agent acquisition budget on Malcolm Brown. Cause I think, you know, obviously uh, we're, we're dealing with a situation where Joe Mixon got an ankle injury in the yep. 4 PM games. So obviously if Joe Mixon is out injured, then, you know, you're probably going to want more of your fab on Giovanni Bernard. Cause he's going to have the whole backfield to himself. Matt Breida left the San Francisco game with a concussion and Tevin Coleman left with an ankle injury. So Raheem Mostert might get more of it, but I I'm comfortable saying 40%. So let me ask you right now, I am on my fantasy team right now, and Brown is available on my waiver wire. Out of these players, who would you drop for him? Would it be uh, Terrell Williams? Would it be Madison? Would it be, I wouldn't do Traquan Smith? Or would it be one of my favorite names to say, Dare Ongubowale? Out of those players, whom would you drop to pick up Brown? Oh, it would definitely, it would definitely be Dare. I, I don't think Dare has any fantasy football value. Ronald Jones looked good today. Tampa Bay was trailing that entire game, and Dare, you know, he had, he was fine, right? But that, that's the point, though. Dare is never going to play over Ronald Jones because the organization wants to get Ronald Jones going as a rusher, and Dare just is, you know, he just is what he is. All right, fair enough. I have just done this thing that you have told me to do. If it fails, I'm coming to Colorado. And we'll just pick another player. <laughs> so there you go. All right, so there's so much going on here in week one. Now let's look forward to the 4 p.m. games. Just uh, give me a snapshot of what you saw, because to me, I saw an entirely different NFL in the 4 o'clock games than I did in the 1 o'clock games. 
Uh, I mean, the the biggest observation from the first game for me was, or from the 4 p.m. games, was just I I was so intrigued to see what Arizona would do after kind of projecting my hopes and thoughts and dreams on them for the entire preseason. (laughs) And they were mostly disappointing, and then they showed all of that upside at the end. And then the other one was, you know, I, I did this, I did this tweet the other day where I, you know, I did 10 bold proclamations. And one of them was that Dallas would have the best yards per play offense in the NFL. And uh, I feel like it's possible after watching that first game. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I think you hit on that really well. Uh, what about some of just the, 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 these injuries are one thing, but there's also this ugly play and this inconsistency. Can people just chalk that up to it being week one? I mean, yeah, there, there's got to be there's got to be a little bit of that going on where it's just like and, and these teams don't play in the preseason anymore. Right. You know, right. Tom Brady's not playing in the preseason. Kyler Kyler played a little bit in the preseason, but it was like mostly meaningless. Uh, the Cowboys played their starters, you know, barely at all in the preseason. So I, I think most of that was sort of to be expected. Right. So I, I don't think I don't think it's something that's going to stay all year long, but certainly it is something to kind of monitor these first couple weeks. Now back to because you said something interesting. This this Kingsbury Clement offense here. What did you see there that either makes you excited or makes you indifferent? Looking forwards to week two, three, four, etc. Well, what makes me excited was that when they finally stopped stopping the play and they just ran the system that Kyler's been running since he was in high school. He looked great at the end of the game they took to get the tie, bring them back and get into overtime. He was just ready to go because he wasn't thinking the game was slowed down. He was just doing what he's always done as a football player. But for the first three quarters, they were, you know, stopping the offense. They were, uh, you know, doing a lot of three outs. So they just didn't have any chance to get into rhythm at all. So I would say I'm half encouraged by what happened at the end of the game, and I'm half discouraged from the fact that it took them so long to get going against what is not a very good defense. All right, well, it's definitely something to look forward to. If they did finally get going, then maybe weeks two, three, and four will be more of the same. Repeating our top stories from the 1 p.m. game, Lamar Jackson has gone off the number one fantasy quarterback for the day, throwing five touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes, three touchdowns. Left, uh, Didn't leave the game, but he came back in with a high ankle sprain. Are you hearing anything that would concern you moving forward on Mahomes? Uh, no, it seems like because he finished the game, it's going to be okay. They just taped him up. Although there, there is a case where we run into with these guys where when the adrenaline wears off and they get back onto the bench or they get back on the plane, things start to swell up and yeah. hurt a little bit more. But I, I've not heard anything uh, particularly concerning about Mahomes yet. Uh, two guys that we didn't really give much love to, but they deserve it in these next uh, two and a half, three minutes as we recap week one will be Marcus Mariota, who tossed three touchdowns, and Dalvin Cook who went in for two as well. Your thoughts on them for today? Yeah, Mariota, man. The, the Mariota truth. <laughs> that's it. Island. That's your it thought. Mariota, man. Period. Yeah. Oh, it was it was getting it was getting tough. You know, I Mariota is another guy, you know, a double quarterback league stuff like that. He's a guy I've held on to cuz I cuz I I cannot let go of that guy who existed at Oregon who was just incredible. He was so good at Oregon. And, uh, you know, I, I think there that quarterback still exists somewhere in the body of who Marcus Mariota is now. Yeah, he came in, I believe he was the eighth ranked fantasy quarterback on the day, giving you 24 and a third points. Not bad. Uh, talk to me about Dalvin Cook. Uh, a lot of people are just kind of waiting for him to break, but uh, he was the fourth best fantasy running back today. Uh, your thoughts? What'd you see? 
Man, he was he was great, and and that's what that's what the Minnesota Vikings want. They want to run the ball forty times a game. They want to get Cook carries. They want to get Madison carries. They don't want they don't want Kirk Cousins to have to drop back forty times in a game. They would prefer to not have to use Diggs and Thielen all that much, you know, because that's Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer thinks that's losing football is to pass the ball too often. That's why they fired John D. Filippo last year because he wouldn't give the ball to Dalvin Cook as much as uh, you know the organization thought Dalvin Cook should get the ball. So as long as Dalvin Cook is healthy, and that's the question mark with him, I think this is the kind of workload you can expect from him week to week. All right, so here's a question coming in from Twitter. It's a good one. It comes from at Ballin305, and the question is, how far up do you move MI3, I guess he's talking about Ingram, as well as Hollywood Brown after what we saw today? Well, the the concerning thing about Ingram was they brought in Justice Hill before I thought they would. And I'm a big Justice Hill guy. I thought Justice Hill was going to be great for fantasy this year, you know, kind of after Ingram phased out, you know, gets a little bit older or whatever. And they they put him on ice. So they put Justice Hill on ice in the second half when the starting offense started to play a little bit less. So I, I would move Mark Ingram up. The concerning thing about Brown would be that he just didn't play that many snaps. He only played right. about 17 snaps on offense. So that would be a little bit of a concern for me in terms of moving him up too far in my rankings. Well, he made the most of those snaps, collected two touchdowns, and we are making the most of our time here. This is the Pro Football Rewind. I'm Matt Stryker. He's Davis Maddock. We're getting you ready for week two in your fantasy season-long DFS, as well as your sports investments. You get it right here on the Pro Football Rewind. Thanks in part to our good folks at SportsGrid and Zumo TV. We will be right back after this. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. The Fantasy Sports Network is ready to take you out to the ballgame. Our experts and analysts are following the boys of summer through all 162 games of the 2019 MLB season with the best fantasy baseball analysis in the industry. Catch the latest news and notes every day to help you win your fantasy leagues and your DFS tournaments. We'll always want you back listening and watching the Fantasy Sports Network on the FNTSY radio app and the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, where we're root, root, rooting for your fantasy baseball team.
I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andro 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off. 80 some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old. That was Ruben. Now listen to what Josh says about Andro 400. Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials walk for a decade. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to try it. My pants are like falling off. It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job, and they're falling off of me. It's insane. Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016. European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017, world number one. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. What we gonna do right here is go back. Here's what you missed on Pro Football Rewind. Way back. Yes, I'd like to start with this KC and Jacksonville game, and I'd like to start with the injuries in this game and how they affect fantasy players moving forward. So, obviously, the big injury from this game is going to be Tyreek Hill. He left the game with some sort of sternum injury and actually had to be transported to the hospital. So, you know, a a not good situation there. We don't think Tyreek will be back for at least a month. I think right away, Sammy Watkins is probably one of the best 10 wide receivers in fantasy football now. I think that uh, Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman are their guys you should add on your waiver wire this week right away. I think, obviously, it's a really positive situation for Travis Kelsey. And where people may not think of this being positive, is actually for Damian Williams and Darwin Thompson. So LaShawn McCoy actually led the team in rushing today, but uh, it was Damian Williams who led the backfield in targets. And my suspicion is that without Tyreek Hill, they'll probably do a little bit more short passing and kind of focus on that intermediate area. And that's going to be where Damian Williams really thrives. All right. The aforementioned Sammy Watkins, uh, the number one fantasy wide receiver on the day with 37.80 points. Let's turn it around now and know that Nick Foles uh, broken clavicle, correct? And now are you rushing out to the waiver wire on Gardner Minshew? So I'm not rushing out to the waiver wire, but if you are in like any sort of deep dynasty league, uh, a super flex dynasty league, anything like that, Gardner Minshew is actually the exact type of guy that I, I kind of hope you would already have on your roster. But, you know, he played in an air raid offense in college under Mike Leach. And I think uh, we saw with how accurate he was today. I believe he went 25 for 27 on passing attempts. He's going to be someone who can keep that offense on schedule. And, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to ruin the fantasy value for D.D. Westbrook or D.J. Shark at all. In fact, I think this might even be actually a net positive because it might convince the team to even throw a little bit more. There you go, some dynamite insight there. All right, let's switch gears now and go to Baltimore and Miami. Of course, everyone talking about what Lamar Jackson did. He didn't do it with his feet. He did it with his arms. But uh, I think people are missing out on on the day that Andrews had from the tight end position. Uh, What are some of your observations from that Baltimore-Miami game? 
Yeah, Andrews was huge. And, uh, you know, there really was sort of a question with Mark Andrews because he was someone that all of the beat writers were talking about at training camp. And then they came out in the preseason and Hayden Hurst and Nick Boyle were playing more first team snaps than Mark Andrews was. And uh, I think we are, we got our answer to this question. You know, uh, Marquise Brown and Miles Boykin, who actually both scored touchdowns in this game. Marquise Brown had five targets. Uh, you'd probably expect that he started this whole game, but he actually only played 18 total snaps in this game against Miami. And, uh, you know, it was Mark Andrews, Willie Sneed, Hayden Hurst, Nick Boyle, and Seth Roberts, who all played more snaps. So uh, my, my basic indication is I think all of these guys, when Baltimore has good passing matchups, they're going to be in play. But when Baltimore is, you know, maybe an underdog, they're playing some of those divisional games against the Steelers or the Browns. Um, you know, I, I actually think... Uh, it's going to be more. It, I think they're going to be able to stick more to their ground and pound game plan in those tougher matchups. 